0: The world needs accountants, and you'll be accountants, but you've got to pass the junior call. Don't fret about it, we've been here before, we'll tell you all about it on
1: accountant Four.
0: Welcome to Accounted For, your weekly junior core podcast that accounts for your experiences in real time. We provide you with a student-to-student insider scoop, survival tips, suggestions, and stories all relevant to what you are experiencing each week. I'm your host, Hannah Biesinger, from the junior core class of 2020. Going to generals classes and even prereqs, you meet people, but you don't know how temporary or permanent those conversations might be. Once I got into the accounting program and started meeting my peers, I realized that these were people I was going to have around for a long time and people that I wanted to have around for a long time. You have your junior core groups, your section, your faculty members, then you start recruiting. You meet people in different firms across the United States and sometimes even the world. And that's a lot of people to keep track of, even after only being in the program for two semesters. But before we go there, let's talk about what a network is. So, what is a network? When I think about a network, I think of how small the world can be sometimes. I've found that a network is the interconnection of people, interests, and service. It's about building genuine and real connections. A genuine connection does not need to mean you are the best of friends with everyone you connect with on LinkedIn or everyone you meet while recruiting, but A genuine connection does mean that you are genuinely interested in getting to know them. And when opportunities do arise for you two to help each other, you take it because you care to uplift one another. Once you've started to build a network, the hardest part is honestly yet to come, and that is maintaining that network. So how do you do that? I've asked three previous junior course students to explain how they go about networking and how they navigate their own networks. We are grateful to be joined by Brielle Gilchrist, Tanner Symes, and Jared Jones. Brielle, networking can be daunting for many of us, yet it can bring so much connection and opportunity as well. In your experience, what are some of the best practices in building a network? And then once you've built one, how do you maintain that network?
1: Networking is not just daunting, it is terrifying, especially with somebody with like a lot of social anxiety, somebody who's not very good at conversing with people, it can be terrifying. And I feel like the biggest thing to remember is that everybody's been there before. Everybody that you're networking with, they were there once. They finished school, obviously, because they're there. Especially the BYU alum, they understand what you're going through. So you should never feel anxious about talking to them or reaching out to them because all they want to do is help. And you'll realize that Once you've already made it through and you're the one people are trying to network with and you want to make them feel good and you want to make them feel like they can reach out to you whenever because You want to help them and that's how people feel about you right now So just don't be afraid to talk to people because I was And they will help you more than you can imagine Um, Now staying in contact and maintaining the relationships that is the hardest part I contacted a couple people from KPMG up in Anchorage, Alaska. That's where I'm planning on doing my internship. And um, I definitely ghosted somebody for... I'm still ghosting him, I think, actually. And I really need to reach out. And he's a BYU alum, and I know that he will completely understand. He went through the junior core. It's just terrifying. But maintaining the relationship is really the important part because you can't just blacklist yourself from an entire company because you decided you didn't want to maintain that relationship. Um, And honestly, like a simple way in maintaining is just replying to them when they talk to you, reaching out to them when you have questions, going to see them if you're ever like in that area or um, if you actually make it into the company, send them a note thanking them for the connection because they did do a lot for you. Um, So those are just simple ways that you can keep a connection and just remember that people love you and they want you to succeed And so networking is not as scary as it seems. Tanner, what is your advice on networking?
2: I would agree with you, Hannah. I've definitely found it very hard to network, but I found some good practices in that as well. I think one of those is because it is very overwhelming. There's a lot, especially at the beginning of the semester, you're, you know, thrown into kind of recruiting season very early on you start talking to people from the big four, from Fortune 500 companies, and it's a lot to keep track of. I think that one thing that has helped me in networking and making those connections with people is just really being genuine. I feel like a lot of the times, especially in interviews and interview settings, we think we need to put on a persona of who we are, who we want to be. But being genuine can be so much more vital to those relationships Um, finding genuine connections whether it's about accounting or about something completely random um, can be super important Um, I think that being genuine also shows the people that we're interacting with that we really do care about the relationship whether that's being genuine in our questions being genuine in listening And actually taking their advice or the actions that they tell us to do. I think that that's really important to build those relationships. And it can lead to much stronger and longer lasting connections. Um, In addition, with making and maintaining those relationships, I think just being in contact with them, following up, showing, you know, hey, I did this. I took your advice and I was able to see this result from it um, really shows that you're taking what they're saying to heart and you're able to actually apply that and you have you've put value on that.
0: And finally, last but not least, Jared, what ways have you found that work best for networking?
3: So in terms of my thoughts as to how to build a good network, I think that when I've talked to a lot of younger students, or even some of my peers, that when it comes to networking, they feel like they need to have the perfect questions to ask to the perfect person, to somebody that's in their in in the like in their dream job. And if it's not the perfect networking scenario, then they're extremely hesitant to reach out. So I think first and foremost, that's the thing to realize: is you don't need a perfect setup to network. You don't need to have all your questions perfectly mapped out. Although definitely prepare. But you need to realize how willing people are to help you. I actually had my uncle, he was talking to me about his experience in college. And he, he went on to be an entrepreneur, has a couple businesses. And he actually studied accounting. But what he told me was, he's like, Jared, you need to network as much as you can when you're in school. Because when you're in school, you're a your student people are going to be so willing to help you. But the second you graduate, yes, there's still a lot of good people in the world. But once again, the second you graduate, you're no longer a student in the master's program or getting your undergraduate. You're actually their company's competition. And so as soon as my uncle told me that, I realized that I needed to step up my networking game and that I needed to do something different to stand out and to get recognized. So I guess that would be my next tip is that you the, the School of Accountancy does a great job Uh, With all the events, there's a lot of firms that come in and you can network at club events. You can network at like meet the firms night. But something that I realized when I was actually a freshman was I was at one of these events and I just looked around and I basically was like, everybody here is really, really smart. And I have no idea how I'm going to be able to build personal connections, personal one on one connections if I'm only going to these club events or these big events where after the event, there's a line of people waiting to talk to the speaker. I just felt like I would never get remembered. And so what I actually decided to do was, and I've only done this once, but that night I, it was like Friday late afternoon, and I basically took my car and I just drove up to the mountain and I just found the biggest houses that I could. And I started knocking on doors and I just said, my name's Jared Jones. I'm a freshman at BYU and I want to know what you did to be successful or what you think it takes to be successful. And the third door I knocked on, the guy opened the door, he looks at me a little funny and he said, "Is it, is this what that's really about?" And I was like, "Yeah, kind of a little, well, very nervous." And so he was like, "Well, just come on in then." And long story short, that experience I had really launched my networking efforts into realizing that this guy who is a Stanford PhD was willing to help and mentor a random BYU freshman that just knocked on his door because I was willing to do something different and I was willing to do something unique and I was just willing to be um, extremely curious and extremely vulnerable. So he, he mentored me for a good while. He helped me um, with some career decisions and things of that nature. And so just moral of the story being, though, once again, realize that networking doesn't just need to take place in designated events. It doesn't need to always look one way, but that you can be network networking uh, much more often and in much different ways than you actually think you can as of now. As to another tip that I would have about networking would be to Be extremely involved in LinkedIn if you can. LinkedIn is a great place where you can connect, obviously, with a lot of different people. And once again, this goes back to the whole advice or thing I was talking about earlier, that you don't need to have the perfect questions. You don't need to know somebody really well, and they don't need to be a BYU alumni for you to reach out and talk with them. I had an experience where... um. I, there was just a LinkedIn post that I thought was really cool about this job an accountant had, so I just messaged him. I asked if I could take some of his time and ask him some questions. And needless to say, from that one phone call, I actually was able to get a job with that person at that same company. I still work with them today, and because of the networking, um, I've just been brought a lot of good opportunities. And once again, that doesn't mean that I'm saying you should go and expect those types of things to happen right away. But realize that good things will happen as long as you're genuine, as long as you put in the work, and as long as you're trying to make um, genuine connections with people that you click with. And what I would say for my third and final networking piece about how to maintain a strong network once you built it, I think the first thing to realize is that Honestly, and this was hard for me to recognize as well, but honestly, if you're being mentored if, or if you're networking with people who are very much so your senior in experience, in age, and in, in every facet, at the end of the day, we're honestly not going to be able to give back much, if at all, to them. Um, once again, just because they're so much more experienced, they... They just can do everything, in my view, that we could really do. Aside from saying thank you, we should always be grateful, um, follow up, and make make sure people know that we value the time that they gave us. But once I finally had that realization of, hey, you know what? If I talk to a partner at a big four firm, there's really nothing um, else I think I can do. I kind of shifted my mindset, and instead of thinking, how can I maintain that network with the people I've talked to, I started to switch my perspective into thinking, how can I help students who are a little younger than me? And so I actually was able to mentor some students in the Pre-Business Association and just answered questions that they had about accounting, answered questions about the timeline, answering questions about uh, the internships search and helping them find opportunities if I knew of available opportunities. That's really what I do to try to keep my network strong, even though it's a little bit counterintuitive since I'm not in contact all the time with the people that mentored me. But once again, just recognizing that the people who mentor me gave a lot to me. They understand that I'm just in college and that I can't really give much back in return except for a thank you. And so instead of trying to do something for them, I turned my attention to how can I help my peers and those who are a little younger than me find opportunities to make their make their ambitions come true as well.
0: As a final question to all three of our guests, how do you account for yourself differently after having gone through the junior
1: core? So the junior core is designed to make you feel stressed. It is designed to make you feel like you are consistently in tax busy season. It is consistently stressful. You consistently have something to do. You are always working and striving hard, and I feel like you need to be accountable for your personal health, mental health, everything. And the junior core, through the first semester, I wasn't doing that. And I was not as as successful as I wanted to be my first semester. Um, And I just kind of took the advice of one of the people I was recruiting with. um, His name's Garrett at Tanner, and he's amazing. And he was telling me that you have to take time for yourself, and that is when you will see yourself succeed. Um, So how I account for myself is I make sure that I'm taking time to spend time with my family, my loved ones, go on a run, like be physically and mentally healthy so that I can focus on what they're doing. I mean, BYU's goal is not to stress you out. BYU's goal is to teach you that you can have a balanced life and still complete everything you need to complete and um, take time for yourself and your family, so.
2: This was definitely an interesting question, really made me think. I think um, it definitely made me think about how I accounted for myself before and after. And... I think in accounting, we're always trying to account for, you know, debits, credits, whatever we're, we're accounting for. And we want to make sure that they're correctly accounted for and reported. I think similarly, we can see that in our life and in the accounting program and just life in general in who cares for us and who really is making sure that we're in the right spot, that we're where we need to be. I think in the accounting program, I was able to see that I can be accounted for by looking at my professors, my peers, my group members. They are the people who care about me. I think that that was kind of the main thing that I took from the accounting program and being accounted for is... Who's really there for me? Who I can rely on? And those are the people who I feel like I can rely on in my life. Um, And then in addition, I think just on a more spiritual side, we can always rely on our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Um, They're they're, there. They want to account for us. They want us to be where we need to be. And they'll help us along the way. The
3: Junior Corps just expands your whole perspective of what you can accomplish and so after I've been through the junior core it's not like I have some rigid crazy checklist where okay I'm going to check in every week or every quarter and make sure my progress is okay but I will say that my ambitions are much higher than they were before the junior core not in like a vain type of way saying like oh I'm going to get this position in this amount of time at this company But I know what I'm capable of now. I know how much I can accomplish in a short amount of time. I know how productive I can be in group and individual settings. And so I really just always am trying to, when I'm planning out my days or planning out my weeks, I'm always taking a step back and realizing, like, I I survived the junior core, so I should be able to accomplish a lot in a day or a lot in a week. And obviously giving time to rest when rest is needed. But really just always trying to keep myself accountable and say that I stretched myself during the junior core. And so I don't want to lose that growth that I found in the junior core by letting myself be lazy afterwards so that I can continue the same pattern of growth that the junior core taught me as possible.
0: A huge thank you to Brielle, Tanner, and Jared. I love their tips and tricks. And I'm sure they'd agree with me when I say, though, that we're all still figuring it out too. And you will as well. Keep adapting and talk to people and take their advice. So as my final word of advice for you, I'd say to think about networking as opening the door, many doors and keeping them open. Just because you take one opportunity doesn't mean you need to shut out all the other ones. Life changes all the time. So nurture your network and make a plan on how you will maintain and navigate the network that you have worked so hard to build. Personally, I keep a running document of people that I meet. I want to share a quick story of mine uh, with you on just how strong our networks are, even though we're all young in the business world. The summer before I started the Junior Corps, I started the summer with nothing lined up. I knew I didn't need an internship before getting into the Junior Corps, but I was so nervous because I didn't know much about how business worked in general. So I was talking to a mentor of mine and he suggested that I make a list of all the people I know. My parents, my parents' friends, my friends' parents, my church leaders, my professors, anyone I could think of. Then he said, call them all. Um, okay. So I did. I reached out and I called them all asking for opportunities to work for them with or without pay because at that point I sought experience. Several phone calls later, and within a matter of a couple of weeks, I had three internships lined up for the summer, and I learned so much from each one of them. But had this mentor of mine never suggested that I start with who I know now, I never would have thought that I could get these kinds of opportunities because I didn't think I had a network. But you do. Everyone does. So talk to people. Talk to everyone and ask. Never be afraid to simply ask. People want to help you get where you want to go, but they will not know what you need if you don't voice it to them. But if you do, people are so willing to jump up and help. I'm sure you would do the same for someone wanting to ask you questions even. So keep a list. Jot down a note when you meet someone about what made your interaction unique and every so often reach out. Let them know that you are thinking of them and over time you will see that being kind to your network will help strengthen you and them as a result. Your School of Accountancy family wishes you the best as you go about this week. Be sure to tune in next time, and as you go about your junior core experience, just know that you are accounted for. That's all for now. Mm -hmm. Accounted for. Mm -hmm. Accounted for is directed and hosted by Hannah Biesinger. Music by Shemay and Cassie Budd. Engineered and edited by Josh Bauer. This is a reminder that this podcast and what is said on it is in no way an official position or declaration of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Brigham Young University, or the School of Accountancy.